So as someone who has never broken a bone, when Lizzie May joined us on the Down to Business podcast today and told me that she broke not one, but both of her legs, man, I was just as devastated as she was in that moment. On top of all the depression, on top of all the just the thoughts, the feelings, the emotions that she was overcome with, it didn't really just affect her. It affected those around her, family, friends, colleagues, you name it. But she was really able to even dive into greater detail as to how her husband really changed her life during this particular time. As someone who's been in drawing for over 35 years, which was mind-blowing to me because I'm not even 35 years old yet, she really started painting around the COVID time. And to see this, the doors, the opportunities, just how this opened things up for her, it was amazing to not only hear about, but to see about. And even take it a step further, Tampa Cigar Week, where I was actually able to meet her, was her first, yes, I said her first time showing her artwork. Well, after we go through this live demonstration on the episode, I'm pretty sure that she has many, many, many more times coming and y'all should be calling her out the same way I am. So without further ado, enjoy episode 148, FOMO or fear of missing out. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Down to Business podcast here. And look, as y'all can see behind me, I just have a measly board. It's, it's, uh, um, it's one of these clear like magnetic boards. But as you can see, Lizzie's background is quite the background from her just enjoying a nice cigar to the beautiful artwork. Y'all may already kind of know what we're talking about and a nice little drink to compliment it all. So look, <laughs> I, I want to one, first and foremost, give a big shout out to Lizzie for the indirect but direct call out. So I was actually able to meet Lizzie at an event here in Tampa and Ebor. I told her how much I love the artwork. Shout out to Jay Coachman for just bringing everybody together as he always does. But Lizzie was somebody who, when just talking to her and just seeing everything that she had going on and even taking one of the postcards of the woman who she has right there, I had it. I got back home. I wrote on my board. I said, I'm going to follow up with everybody. We're going to shoot some emails out. We're going to make it happen. I did not do that. And so weeks <laughs> went by. It's probably even maybe even been a month at this point, but was scrolling through some stories. And naturally I see Lizzie post, hey, like, where are the podcasters at out there? Who is out there? Who can I talk to or anything like that? And I said, whoa. I said, whoa. I was supposed to follow up with her weeks ago. Probably, like I said, probably a month at this point. So I responded. And I said, you know what? I have my own podcast. I said, my apologies for not following up with you the way I should have. But here I am. Let's make it happen. And nonetheless, very quick turnaround time. And here we are sitting in front of each other. So very, very, very excited for y'all to be in front of Lizzie today. Very excited myself to be sitting down with her to tap into her creative mind, hear everything that she has going on. Also hear how you can support. I know I have a lot of art lovers in there, both native to Florida, both everywhere, all around the world. So I know that somehow, some way we'll get connected. So Lizzie, how's everything on you? And I hear the I hear the rain a little bit in the background, but you look cool, you look calm, yeah. you look collected. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling real good. It's actually a nice day outside. That's why I chose to be outside because it's raining. If you're familiar with it, obviously being in Florida with the South, we get these sporadic rainstorms that are like perfect. Like you can see the lightning across the sky. It's 80 degrees. It's like the best. There, There's no other, you know, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just the Southern rains, that Southern feeling with your, you know, your drink, your smoke, and you're just out here chilling. So it's perfect. No complaints. Yes. For all of my people who are not familiar with just being in Florida, it will rain out of nowhere. You could wake up at 8, 9 a.m. The day will look perfect to you. And by noon, it could be torrential downpours to end, your, to end yeah. your afternoon slash evening. So that's really Absolutely. But sometimes, like Lizzie said, it's very refreshing. It's very much needed, very peaceful, very calm. And you can get a nice little neck from yeah. it, too. So I know that just with artists, artists, for me in the podcast, like not to say any other industry doesn't, artists always bring out the crowd. I always, whenever I interview like an artist, a creative, they always, I always get a lot of love. People from there and tapping and showing love and everything. So I already know you're going to bring the heat. You're going to bring the crowd. You're going to bring the fire. Down the business, we're going to support, we're going to show love, but I also know along the way we're going to have some newcomers, some people who know about neither one of us, people just tapping in for the first time. So to give everybody just a fair chance at even playing field, can you, one, just tell us a little bit about yourself, and then can you, two, just tell us what brings you on the Down the Business podcast today? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So first off, thank you so much for responding to the request for the podcast and for even being a resource out there. I mean, like when I met you, just being so full of energy and just live and just your whole mission and your whole, um, you know, just the vibe that you have was just really contagious. So thank you for that. 
Yeah, for sure. And then um, a little bit about me. I am from Houston, Texas, live here in Houston, Texas, been here for a couple years now, a couple, I'd say about five years now, originally from Los Angeles, but a uh, Southern, Southern girl at heart, thus the Lizzie May. So um, I, <laughs> you know, started, I would say started drawing probably about 20 years ago. Um, oh God, it's been longer than that. She's how old am I? I'm the aging myself. So forgive me. It's been about 35 years I've actually been drawing, but more so painting started probably about COVID time, maybe 2020 is when I really started painting. And, um, I, I work for Amazon full time, obviously got to pay the bills. So, you know, that whole starving artist thing is, is kind of true, but not so much with the whole influencer age now, but yes, <laughs> starving artist. So I work for Amazon full time and I kind of tell my job, Hey, you know what I do you guys part time. And my real passion is painting is drawing is really anything inside of me is just bringing that to life and sharing it and hopefully inspiring others. So, um, I am currently trying to live that dream currently trying to I mean if you saw my garage you'd be like what the hell where do the cars fit cars don't fit my garage at all sorry <laughs> it's paintbrushes paints and maybe the weight section for my son and my husband and that's it so um that's just kind of a little bit about me but I guess we can kind of get more into it as we as we go Absolutely. so to be to be immersed in a passion for such a long time to be drawn to be in that art space for so long would have been what have been some changes that you've noticed over the years? I'm pretty sure, you know, if you reflect maybe 10, 15, maybe even 20 years ago, you may not have envisioned certain things looking the way that they are today or being the way that they are, tools or procedures or technology or even social media itself. So what have been some maybe even changes that you've had to make or just things that you've had to adapt to as you kind of still had this peaked interest when it comes to just all things art, drawing and everything of the sort? Yeah, for sure. So I... um. You know, it's funny. I went to school for art. I went to um, art college um, of Laguna Beach down in California, Southern California. And I knew I loved art. I, I already knew it. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to be one of those people that do what they love, not, hey, I've got to become this because I got to pay the bills. I really wanted to do that. My mom's super supportive. My father was an artist. Um, God rest his soul. But it really was something that was already in my DNA. And then I remember my aunt saying one day, you know, you're wasting your talents. You really need to be doing something. And a switch shut off. Like the minute somebody tells you, you have to do something, and I'm sure it goes with everything. We're like, no, nope, we're not going to do it. If you're forcing me to do it, I'm not going to do it. I don't want to do it. So I shut off and I went into graphic design and I started doing flyers for businesses, postcards. And this was back when Amazon first started. So I'm aging myself already there. So this was years ago. This was almost 30 years ago. And I did everything business, not creative. I did what somebody else wanted. I did their design, their ideas, their colors. And I got sick of it. I was just like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go into, I'm going into, um, you know, the business corporate world. And about two years ago, I was working for a company and I went to, um, to talk to a customer about something and I ended up falling into a hole and breaking both my legs. And when I broke both of my legs, my life changed. I became depressed. I was bedridden. And I don't know if you're familiar with Frida Kahlo, the artist. She had a similar accident where she was stuck in bed. She became depressed and she asked for a mirror and some paintbrushes. And so my husband, he basically gave me that. He gave me a sketchbook and he said, here's some paints, here's some acrylics, um, pens, just start. So I started painting. And that's the first time I really started painting, painting. Because for years I had just been drawing. And I realized, holy crap, I love this. And I'm at an age where I really don't give a crap anymore. I don't care uh, what anybody thinks. You get to a point in your life where you're so like, what do I want to do? What do I like? Then you get to a switch where you're like, I know what I don't like and I know what I don't want. Now it's time to do me. And that's kind of what happened. It was like, okay, I'm going to do me. Screw it. I love cigars. I love bourbon. I love certain drinks. And I love painting. So that's kind of what turned the switch on to ignite this passion of painting. And I'm pretty freaking good at it. I mean, you know, <laughs> proof is in the pudding. I was about to say, yeah, no big deal. But no, Frida Kahlo is somebody, who has, as someone who is not artistically inclined whatsoever, Frida Kahlo was an artist who I came across, I want to say probably middle school going into high school. And she has a very 
very, very unique style of depicting things. But a lot of that, I think, comes from just her past and everything that she was going through and even some of her Absolutely. famous portraits that I couldn't really understand at the time as I aged and as I kind of got older to do some more research, do some more reading, I saw that. So I, one, I hate to hear that it had to come across so tragic for you like that. But two, like, it's always very just enlightening, just to hear how people really propelled into like what their niches were, how you could really have a love for something. But one major event, one major life you, occurrence can really shape the way you look at things or really have you hone in on a different aspect of that vision. So, and that's exactly what it really sounds like for you. And then, yeah, you know, obviously with the two pictures in the background, y'all, I, IG Live, y'all can't see it. Y'all see it when we drop it. But for everybody mm-hmm. tapping in, y'all can see it's it's beautiful. Like she, we can be a humble brag. Thank you. But it, it's amazing. Thank you. I, can't, I wouldn't even know where to start with any of those. So, no, I <laughs> love to hear that. But I also love to hear, you know, as time moves on, the interest never changed. If anything, it just became a little bit more flexible, a little it became a little bit more explorative. And you became even a little bit more curious. So now absolutely, with, with relocating, with coming from California, with going to Texas, did that change really anything with your interest anything with your style would you say moving from cali going to texas did you have any or or did you go from cali to texas i mean because i know you said you've kind of been there for five years now when you left cali was that was texas very next on the radar not really so my company i worked for a company that moved me ohio so we were like in chuck muckatuck ohio i couldn't even tell you it was like the sticks i don't even where we were at it's not i don't even think it's on the map it's right above cincinnati right below dayton but I do know that the Western Open for tennis is there. So apparently that's like the big, big thing right there. I didn't have any passion. But the funny thing was, is that my father came to live with me and he started drawing. And he, so my father, my mom and my dad divorced when I was about two and a half, three years old. And my mom pretty much raised us. And my, my mom's always been great at artistically at fashion. Like she's a master seamstress. She can sew, she designs, she does some amazing stuff my dad drawing. So I never really got to, I got to see some of his stuff. He does a lot more indigenous things. Like um, you'll see a lot of, oh, well, he did a lot of like natives, horses and things like that. But I never spent my entire life with him. And that portion of my life, which was five years ago, six years ago, he came to live with me because he was sick. And I really got to develop a relationship with him there. And that kind of lit the fire or woke it up. And unfortunately, he passed away, but he passed away as we moved to Texas. And something about Houston that's like Los Angeles is it's very cultural. There's a lot of art out here. There's a lot of art culture, um, a little bit like Tampa, but Tampa's more of a community, I think. It's more community filling. Houston's like just this massive dose of Los Angeles, but everything's intermingled with each other. And I don't think I really realized how great Houston is culturally and how much diversity there is out here until I broke my legs and until I opened my eyes and realized, oh gosh, there's so much to offer out here. It's truly up to me to take advantage of it. And it's truly up to me to do something with it. Like as it is with all of us, it's like, do we make the time? Do we prioritize things that we love or do we prioritize things that we think we need? So for me, it was love over need and everything works out anyway. So it's been working out thus far. I love that. I love that. I love that. And you even mentioning community kind of sparked my interest and kind of leads me into my next, I guess, thought more so or just curiosity. So with obviously with anything, with niches, just what you do there, there is some sort of just community, just being in a place, um, whether we're in the Western open part of where Ohio is or whether we're in Tampa, Florida, Ybor City, anything like that. It comes with just different scenarios, ramifications, guidelines, just different people, just different areas. So would you say... As the type of artist you are, even the type of person that Lizzie is, would you say that you're someone who thrives with that community? Was that something that you were really looking for? Were you more so like your lone ranger? Just you love kind of being solo. You have your own style. Is it kind of just a mix of both depending on what you're doing? Or do you have just like that need or that feel for a community? Because I, and the only reason why I really asked that on top of you mentioned is just because, you know, I've talked to a plethora of just different creatives from musical creatives to actual artists mm-hmm. to um, producers, engineers, to every everything of the sort. I feel like everybody on this podcast is a creative in some form or fashion, but it's always very interesting to hear, one, how they work best, two, how they like to work, or three, even sometimes how their surroundings or how their area sure. really shaped. Maybe maybe they came in as just like, you're. I'm going to stick to myself, I'm real good. But once you kind of went to an event or did something and immersed yourself around that culture and you really got that eye open and wow, it's a lot out here. 
oh, I'm tapping into the community. So what would you really say from your perspective that's like for you? So uh, by nature, and you probably, I don't even know if you could tell this, I'm an introvert. I'm very much an introvert, but career-wise, I'm in sales. So, you know, closed mouth don't get fed. Um, if you don't, if you're not speaking, if you're not asking for things, career-wise, job-wise, you're not making your sales. So I, I would do sales. I get home and I'd shut down because I'm truly introverted. I don't, um, I don't seek friendships. I don't go out. I don't talk to people. And if I do, it's a very small crowd of people that I speak to. If I'm, you know, having a conversation, start developing a relationship, I'd say be lucky and be honored because, you know, very small people get in my circle. No offense, but I, um, I realized that if I wanted to pursue my passion, I had to grow. I had to grow up and mature in a way that would lead me to the goals that I had. So I had to develop those relationships. And the cool thing about artists is that we're kind of all really weird. We're all introverted. We're all, you know, introverted extroverts, I should say. We do our own thing and we tend to kind of stay in the lane with the same people that we, we um, you know, vibe with per se. And so for me, it was really finding that crowd and then that crowd being encouraging. And they're like, yeah, you got this, you go get it. And you're like, okay, cool. You're weird like me. Yay. Let's do this. So, so having the weird cheerleaders, almost like the people that didn't make it in the in crowd, you're like, yes, I'm part of the crew. I'm part of the crowd. So that really helped me. And then I really have to give props to Chevalier, which is one of the people that um, I met on my Instagram because he is the one who introduced me to the show, the cigar show in Tampa. That was my very first time ever showing my work in public. I felt so weird because I always was like, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I see all these people. And then you start showing your stuff and you're like, shit, I'm I'm more than good enough. I'm, I'm amazing. And if you keep comparing yourself, you're going to constantly shoot yourself down. You're never going to be good enough. You're never going to be ready. But if you believe in yourself and you see what you've accomplished over the years, you're like, damn, I've really done a good job. I've really put in the work. Why not show it? Cause you have no idea who it's going to affect and how your work ethic and how your, um, work period influences others. Long story long. Sorry. So you you talk as much as you would like. But I, I would say to really support that point, I really go to art events for the sole fact that I cannot draw. Like I the fact that I can't I'm not artistically inclined and people say, like, yes, you are, everybody is growing up. I was a stick figure and abstract person. Like to this day, like I would you would give me a piece of paper, I would start trying to draw something. It would mess up. So now I just start drawing random lines and we're going to color everything differently. Well, so look at Basquiat. So, I mean, you got stick figures there too. So <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't quite have the Basquiat. But no, I seriously go to art events, shows, open mics, festivals for the simple fact that I love hearing other people. I live through those people in a sense. So when I turn that corner and when I peeked in and I see all of this, I'm just like, Nah, it's no way. Like that's crazy. And then you had it like around the corner. They had put one of the postcards up too. You had the you had drew it on the boards. So I was just like, well, we I had sat there for a minute just because one, well, I was impressed. We were kind of talking things. It was some Thank food you. over there too. Yes, absolutely. But two, <laughs> because like wow, like no. But now to hear like that that was the first public set. I want. I need everybody to see this now. Like this needs to be everywhere because it's just like wow, that's amazing. But it also goes to show you that comparison is a thief of joy that sometimes you can really be doing great work in the lab in your own just little world in your own mind your own introverted introverted extroverted space in a sense and because like you see everything else kind of happening or everybody else just literally showing you the best of the best the top of the line the, the bottom dollar just their dime work every time you're just like all right well maybe i do have some work to do or maybe i do have some things to get through but you don't yeah. know people you don't know when they get off that social media or you don't know when they wrap up that show what they're feeling what they're going through what they have to go yeah. home to, what they're even doing part-time full-time whatever the case may be so no to really that transformation for you to really hear things change just in your mind and you became more comfortable oh i know well tampa was just the stepping stone for you i know you take those those two portraits specifically you take those anywhere along the east coast anywhere midwest anywhere west <laughs> Nah, they'll be hating if they say they don't like it, man. You can tell them that we said that over at Down the Business. But something that you also touched on in the beginning, I feel like it's very important to, one, just to be, I love the transparency behind this, but two, just to let people know it's real, is the fact that we're not all full-time in our careers. I work a yeah. job, 
Just like you, I get off work at five o'clock, and sometimes my first interview is at five fifteen, or sometimes mm. at five thirty or five forty-five. Wow. You know, so I have to immediately switch into podcast mode. I could be yep. having the worst day ever, but I have to be. I now have to hop into host mode. So, can you also just walk us through the process a little bit of being of not of being full time dedicated to your passion, but not being full time in your passion of still having to work and do something supplemented? Because one, I feel like. That's something that sometimes people are ashamed of, or that's something that sometimes they don't want to necessarily admit or say that they're doing or that they're working towards. But two, I also feel like that it can be motivating to hear somebody, to see someone doing such amazing work, but just to let you know that they're not full-time or that, yes, I'm full-time dedicated or I'm full-time invested and immersed in this. But at the end of the day, I go clock in somewhere else because I still need that supplement. Bills got to get paid, mortgage, rent, sure. everything of the sort, responsibilities, fund, everything. So can you really just also talk about that balance that you have, but also still working towards coming full-time in your passion through and through. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So before I was even painting, um, it was very hard for me to turn off corporate mode. It was very hard for me. I, I would have conversations with my husband and we would almost get into it to where he would be like, don't talk to me corporate mode. He's, I, I don't want to hear that. He's like, don't tell me, you know, delegating responsibilities and what numbers are this and that. And I had to step back and kind of look at my, my, who I was big picture, like kind of self-analyze and think, am I truly happy? Am I, am I doing what I want to do or am I doing what I'm told to do? And again, going back to the whole leg breaking thing, I revisited what my priorities were and how I was doing things. And I had a conversation with my mentor last week and was asking him, how do you prioritize or how do you do your stuff that you do on the side and do your work? And one of the things he mentioned was having boundaries and it just kind of hit me. It was so important to compartmentalize and have boundaries because what you're doing is you're setting these expectations of yourself, you're setting expectations of others, and you're setting yourself up to be successful. Because like you mentioned at five o'clock, you shut down and you are your own boss. You are your own um, goal setter. You set the, the tone of what comes next. And at that point, you're free to do whatever you want. You call the shots. And so that's what I kind of started doing. And I realized that I want to be a creative. I don't want to shut off anything that flows. I mean, don't get me wrong. At two o'clock in the morning, there are times where I've got an idea and I get up and I run while well, I tap my husband. I'm like, hey, I'll be in the garage. But I get up and I go and start painting because you have to let these things flow because I promise you like dreams, when we wake up the next morning, they're gone. And if you don't act on your desires, act on these impulses, or at least write them down at the very, very least, you'll forget them and they're just lost in your infinite thoughts that go. And for me, I have to capture them. I have to capitalize on them because even though I'm not really an abstract artist, there are things that I want to do as an artist besides portrait. I want to develop as an abstract artist. I want to develop as, you know, um, there's so many trends right now, like abstract art is a massive trend. And I want to develop because I don't want to be one tone. I want to be more than that. I'm just like Picasso. A lot of people don't realize that Picasso was a fantastic portrait artist, but then he knew things fundamentally where he could manipulate, manipulate, excuse me, the the subject and create this cubism. So I kind of want to do something like that, but obviously I have to master my skill first to be, be able to move into the next step. I love that. I, I love that a lot just because it, it really goes to show that there's so much that goes into just the, the business ownership, work, the entrepreneurial side of things, just everything that you really have to do or that you need. <laughs> Even the dog is excited, man. I love it. But no, I, so I hear you mention like your Frida Kahlo's, your Basquiat's, your Picasso's, everything of the sort. Growing up, really immersing yourself into this passion once again, realizing that you really love to draw and then moving over to the painting side of things. Were there any people who you derived motivation from, any people who you really looked up to, anybody that in your mind really stuck out to really get Lizzie made to Obviously, you made yourself. You're Lizzie May, whether that's just the Southern touch mixed with everything that you had. But were there people who along the way you definitely see that you pulled, that you were influenced by or that you really look up to or that you were looking at their art and you were just like, wow, like I'm really like amazed by that. People who, in a sense, even motivated this art. So, yes, my mom, very strong woman. She was a single mother, raised four girls on her own. Um, 
she, for me, was a powerhouse because she learned everything, didn't have a formal degree, didn't have anything. Um, first generation American, just like me, first generation American. So um, I just saw everything that she was able to create. And it was almost so simplistic to where it was like, I remember one of the things she meant to me, we, we grew up pretty poor. I'm sorry, my my dogs. <laughs> give me give me one second. I'm gonna try to close the door here real quick. Sorry about that. One second. Sorry about that. So my mom, she, you know, we grew up, she was a single, single parent. And one of the things that she, she said is that, you know, you're a really good cook when you can make something out of nothing. And I remember it was tortillas, beans, eggs, and she made this meal that was amazing. And so I try to think about art that way. Couldn't really, um, you know, afford all of the fancy paintbrushes or all the fancy paints or, and I remember there was a time where I would go to Lowe's and I would buy the oops paint because I couldn't afford the acrylics. And I would be like, okay, what mistakes? I got to know the people at Lowe's. I'm like, who made a mistake or who did this? And I would buy like outside paint. And I would go to back in the days when Lowe's used to give away free um, wood that were like, oops, wood, somebody cut the wrong size and I would buy the oops wood for 49 cents. And that was my canvas. I couldn't afford canvases. I couldn't afford paint. I used regular brushes and that's what I would do. But, um, I had to learn to tell my story. I had to learn that I wasn't my mom. I was me. And there was a lot of things that happened in my life that stirred me into who do I want to be as an artist? And obviously Frida Kahlo being in Los Angeles, Frida Kahlo is massive. She's huge. And because uh, being of Mexican descent, she was very big to us. She was very big culturally to who we were, being Mexicans, being Latinas, Latinx. And it was important for me to make sure that I was capturing my Latin roots. So Frida Kahlo and then um, Artemia Gendeleshi was another one. She was amazing. If you've never seen her work, she was just at the Houston Museum of Art. And I literally cried when I saw her pieces because that was one of the pieces I've always wanted to see in real life. My husband took me to see it and she was an amazing artist. She was studied, um, she was young, studied in art and she was raped by her mentor. And when she went to court to fight against it, the judge threw it out and basically said, no, you're a woman. You don't, you don't have any say so. So what she did, her revenge is she painted a portrait of the guy who did it, her mentor, and she was severing his neck. So if you've ever seen it, it was a very amazing, almost liberating um, portrait for me. And it was just like, I want a mix of that. I want a mix of my Latin heritage and I want a mix of my mom as a strong woman. So those were the three main people, I think, that really influenced my life. I love that. It's nothing like really hearing a mom. A mom's touch is undefeated, man. It's uh, like you said, raising four girls, that yep. powerhouse, being able to cook up, take take simple stuff and, and being able to make a masterpiece yep. at the time. So now I really love to hear that. And I really love to hear how, how the influence and how just certain things that you paid attention to and uh, led into your life and even been influenced for has really shaped Lizzie into who she is. And I'm sure that that's even, you know, something that you're packing down to your family and everything Absolutely. So, and it's even reflected in what you do every day now. So what simply put, what do you love most about what you do? Like, I, I feel like as an artist, as a as a talented artist, um, and that's not to knock or shade anyone else out there. But I feel like as somebody who is well defined into their career, very comfortable, very, you know, even being more explorative now, showing your stuff in public and everything of the sort. What would you really say like? When you wake up, when you when you run at two in the morning to the basement, when, when you get those ideas and just want to act on that, or when you just have the urge to just want to create, or even to go to different shows, network with people, be on Instagram, show your stuff that way, because that all takes, you know, a certain form of courage. Even us extroverts, you know, everybody doesn't want to put their stuff out there for fear of judgment, just for fear of what other people say, especially on social media, man. It can be tough crowds out there. So what really keeps you going? What really keeps that wheel turning? What really keeps those ideas flowing? What really keeps that paintbrush up and down on those canvases? In one word, I would say FOMO, fear of missing out. It's like you, I tell my son all the time, the one thing in life is regret. Do it because at least you can say I did it and not regret the choice of not doing it. It's, you know, the, the price of regret is so much greater than it is the price of not doing it. So for me is like, 
even if I make a mistake, even if I mess up, even if I have a painting right now that I used a whole $13 can of spray paint gold, I mean, uh, silver, it didn't do nothing. I ended up covering over it and I was like, damn it. But it is what it is. You make mistakes, you mess up, you learn from it. You learn don't ever spray paint on wood because that absorbs and that doesn't work if you don't put a base on it. So just, just for you people that are out there, put a base coat on all of your wood. So yeah, that didn't work out, but honestly, it's FOMO. It's missing out. You don't want to die and say, I, I remember my father, I was on, I was with him when he took his last breath. And I remember I asked him if he wanted to live and he said, yes, because he wanted to go to New York and he never got to go. He never traveled. The furthest he went was to live with me in Ohio. And I was like, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be, I don't want to miss out. I don't, I don't want to be on my deathbed in a senior home sitting here saying, oh, I should have done this, should have, would have, could have. I don't want to live like that. I want to, I want to mess up as often as I can at the pace that I mess up. I want to stumble. I want to fall and I want to get my face dirty and say, you know what? Screw it. I did it and I enjoyed it. And if you don't like it, tough, pound on sand, you don't pay my bills. So. Hey, FOMO is a real thing. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you do, what you're involved in. FOMO is real. Whether we want to speak on it, admit to it, it's very, very, very much real. But no, really just having that mindset, having that mantra will take you so much further in life, in art, in just experiences. I well, That was something that I would say, really, I came about in high school some because I lost my mom. Then it didn't really click to me then and more so just click to me about people and about really not not taking anything for granted. And even things can just look so smooth, so fresh rainbows everywhere, and it can all just turn into a storm at that. But I would say really getting to college, going to North Carolina, being in the South for the first time, not really knowing anybody um, and being so far away from home, I told myself, look, I can't. If I go back to Philly, uh, it, it better be with with everything and, and then some under the belt. I better be good. I better not be wishing I did this or wishing I did that. And honestly, I can definitely say my four years and then my, my uh, 13 months. I guess I just love school that much. I went and did 13 months to get my master's. But I will say that I, I lived through and through and I did things and I made mistakes and I purposely put involved myself in the thing just to see if I could really handle it. Sometimes bit off a little bit more than I could chew, but <laughs> learned a lot from it. Got my, like you said, got my face dirty, fell, scraped the knee a little bit, but ultimately yep. you fall down nine times, you get up 10 every single time. So I really love to hear that. Now, can we talk about these two beautiful paintings, please? I, I really yes. Need to yes. Can we, can we just talk about one, like the the process? How did this get done? And look, for y'all looking like, for y'all just tapping into this interview, you've seen it through a screen. I promise you, seeing it live does it so much more justice, just from the size mm -hmm. to the details to how it really looks like that smoke is really coming off those cigars. And it feels like you can really touch that and get your fingers through it. So, Let's talk about it, Lizzie. What 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 are we looking at here? What are these two portraits? Why the cigars? Why the colors? Yeah, just give me just just walk me through everything, really, please. For sure, for sure. So this one is La Vida del Cigarro, which is basically cigar life in English, and this one is Compay and Thought. And I'll start off with him. Compay and Thought. He was a, a Cuban singer. Not sure if you're familiar with him. He lived his whole life kind of in the shadows. Um, he was part of a singing group. He wasn't really that big. He sang for a good portion of his life. And at 90, all of a sudden, he just broke out. He became famous. He was like this Cuban singer. Um, he sings Chan Chan. He sings Guantaramera. But he sings a lot of songs you probably heard, but just never knew it was him. And um, he was very inspirational to me looking at him and then also his story it, because he finally came into his own at 90, but died at 96. So he had a really good run for six years, had a really good life, obviously, 96. I mean, we all want to live to that age. But um, for me, it was just inspirational. In addition to I found a really good picture of him that had a lot of detail. So one of the things I love is I love detail. I love drawing older people with darker skin tones because you can see the wrinkles in their neck. You see the story in his face. You see, you know, you can't see it here, but there's wrinkles in his chin just as he pushes his lips to suck on the, the cigar with the smoke. Plus, I love cigars. So for me, it was really trying to capture this moment. And the name of this piece is Compay and Thought because you're wondering, what is he looking at? Where is he looking? You know, what is he thinking about? What's happening at that moment in his life? 
So I wanted to capture that. I wanted to capture the look in his eyes, the wrinkles. I wanted to capture the moles on his face and really capture a moment in somebody's life and a personal moment in their life. So that's what inspired me with this one. This one right here, La Vida del Cigarro, is um, it's a liberating piece because if you're familiar with cigars, women were not really allowed to smoke cigars. Cigars were made in Cuba originally in Cuba. A lot of different cigars. I'm smoking a Lancero today. The Lancero is a um, cigar that was originally made for Fidel Castro. Not very popular cigar. A lot of people don't. If you know cigars and you're a pretty, um, um, I would say, educated smoker, you're probably familiar with Lancetos. They're very hard to come by. My favorite is a Tabernacle or Aladino, but they're my favorite cigars. They're um, You have to keep smoking it or it'll go out, but it's tightly wound. It's a little bit more of a punch. It's a great cigar. So with the this one right here, this painting, it was liberation because the woman, she finally gets to smoke a cigar later on in life. It's like she, she gets liberated. She's not in the factory rolling cigars, or if she is in the factory, she finally gets to now, modern time, just light up. And you'll probably see a lot of pictures of when you look at Cuban cigar art, majority of them are the older women smoking these fat cigars or smoking cigars because it's like, okay, we're women. We finally get our justice. We get to finally do what we want and screw everybody else. So this one was really female liberation. I painted it red because there's so much passion and you look at the, the, the wrinkles on her face and in her eyes. And I wonder what her life was like being a Cuban cigar roller. So that's, that's the inspiration behind the two. And I'm telling y'all, man, if, if y'all obviously the IG live can't see, uh, but I'm telling y'all, even for when y'all see this interview, the, it does not, y'all need to get to Houston and see the portraits, buy them, do something. Because I'm, when I, like I said, I, I sat there for a little while just looking. One, because I'm going to say it again, I can't draw, can't paint, can't paint. <laughs> so I was like, wow, like this is amazing. This is really cool. But two, just because like it was just little things that I was noticing. Just the, like you said, the molds, just the smoke, how fine it looked, the wrinkles, just the detail. Even if you look at her hands, like you can just see the age on them and just the experience and everything that comes with that. So Absolutely. being able to really hear the deeper meaning behind it now, wow. It's, it shows really the intention and how when you're thinking of something or when something crosses your mind or you get an impulse or you get an idea, go ahead. Yep. Because who knows, like, even now that you say that, I think about how many things I thought about and never wrote down or never set a reminder mm. for or never did this or never did that, which is why I'm yep. so big now on taking stuff in the notes, writing iPhone reminders down, setting alarms or stuff. Because sometimes it happens, like I'll say, hey, Siri, set an alarm for, remind me in an hour to do this. That hour will come and had I not really... Mm -hmm. that, wow, I would just, I was just like, wow. And it's not even that you were, you just totally just forgot or didn't want to do it. You just started doing something else or you made a yep. turn somewhere else and then you started going. I even got my guy Zeta Gray, Bay Bay on here who said, I, you know, <laughs> I was fortunate enough to video her work, bro. It's, it's, it's masterpieces all around. But that also just goes to show, like I said, just that intention behind it and really just taking it. It didn't come, it didn't cross your mind for no reason. Sometimes we see things, hear a sound, somebody else says something, we smell something. We feel mm. something. And it's just like, wow. Absolutely. I got I need to do that. I need to. So I'm, that's really a call to action for everybody out there. Start writing stuff down. Maybe you don't have a pen and paper in front of you. Take out the phone. Write a note. Set a reminder. I can't tell you how many times I go to my notes. I forget I wrote stuff down. But notes will tell you when you started the note, when you last made an edit to it. It'll do everything. So it'll let your mind know that's where I'm going. That's where I was thinking. Yep. Uh, that's where I was in in that moment. Okay. I love that. All right. So thinking about Houston, five years now. Is that it for you? Do you do you foresee yourself going anywhere else? Are you are you wanting to become like a do you want to start traveling with this? Are you interested now that you've kind of came to Tampa? You shut down Tampa, you killed it. I'm not gonna lie, you killed it out here. So thank you. That was number one. <laughs> so what does number two, number three, number ten, number twenty, what does is this something that we can expect more from Lizzie now? Are you moving in that direction of putting yourself out there more, putting your work out there more? <laughs> so I'll tell you, I'll tell you a little secret. It's kind of funny. So my husband and I went to Tampa, we fell in love and we literally put our house up for sale to move to Tampa. And <laughs> it's crazy because we were like, okay, we're going, we're going to go. And it didn't align because obviously our son is still a senior and well, he's about to be a senior in high school. So we're like, okay, let's kind of pump our brakes. Let's roll it back a notch here and not, you know, go off. Being an artist, you probably know you're super emotional. 
And we tend to like, hey, are you craving a, a hot dog? Are you craving a, a donut? Let's go get a donut. Let's go right now. It's two o'clock in the morning, but screw it. Who cares? We're going to go get one. So <laughs> we're kind of emotional like that. But then we were like, let's reel it back. It's not the year to sell a house. So we're like, okay, let's just wait till he finishes school. And let's take advantage of what we have here in our backyard. So since Tampa, I have submitted so much of my artwork. Um, this week, I will be going to, I will be, um, one of the featured artists at a gala that we're having here at the Galleria. And then I'm also doing the White Linen Festival in Lake City this week. So I've been putting myself out there a lot more. Thank you. I've been putting myself out there a lot more because I want to get my stuff out there. And I want, if you don't put it out there, there's nobody out there to, I guess, measure, not measure yourself as far as how good I am, but measure yourself as how far can I grow? How much more do I have to grow? How much more do I have to expand? So I put myself out there, got accepted into these, these art um, festivals. And my goal is before my son graduates or goes off to college, wherever he is, I'd like to be in the Woodlands Art Festival because it's one of the largest ones in the country. And I really want to grow as an artist. I want to grow in the community. I want to grow and see where this can take me. I don't care necessarily monetarily. Uh, it would be great. But I want to be successful for myself. I want to pass away saying, okay, I did it. I came, I saw, I conquered, you know, Vinny Vinny Vici. So I want to make sure that I'm doing this for me. I don't care what anybody else thinks because obviously I set my own benchmark. But I, my son, I do care about my, you know, my kids think and my husband thinks and close friends. But for me, it really is knowing that if my dad was here today, would he say, hey, Leanne, I'm really proud of you. I'm really proud of what you're doing. And I know my mom is because she buys all my stuff offline. Like, it's crazy. She'll go to my website. I'm like, mom, you don't have to buy it. It's free. And she's like, no, I want to pay you for it. I'm like, yeah, I want to support your thing. And I'm like, okay, great, mom. You know, and they say that your friends don't do it. My mom does. She buys all my stuff. So for me, it's really, you know, what can I get into and how many people can I share my love and passion with? And that's really the biggest thing is really just sharing and hopefully influencing somebody and telling people like, it's okay to make mistakes. And just as long as you're doing what you want to do. And I will say, man, if this, if this interview doesn't do it, if you're, if showing your work in Tampa doesn't do it, if, if you even just giving us your journey via Instagram, social media, website, everything like that, if just, in the interactions that you had and going to these festivals and everything that's it's, it's already being done. Not everybody is going to speak on things. Not everybody is going to give homage, pay kudos, everything. Sometimes it's people that we don't even know. We don't even realize. And it can be somebody past past you or somebody was in Tampa. Somebody really wasn't feeling motivated that day, but it's just like, wow, look at this lady. She came out, she did her thing. And now I'm following up and I'm hearing that that was her first time out there. Well, how, I couldn't have told that she, she just, promoted everything and talked about everything with the utmost confidence. It looked amazing. She's doing her thing. She's back in tech, you know, so you never really know who you're speaking to the impact you're having, but something that you really touched on that just is so synonymous with me is the monetary thing. It's like I said, I'll, I will be four years in November and by no means am I really where I want to be with this, but I have a passion for speaking to people. Whenever people tell me to somebody told me the other day, like kind of just joking, like, hey, give your pitch. Like, what's your pitch for down this business? And I really just had it down to a science like that. And it was really just like, they were just like, wow, like, so you really love what you do. And I was just like, I wouldn't be this far in if I didn't, you know. hundred percent. This is not paying the bills for me. I've, I've had to come out of pocket more than has been put in my pocket, but I don't yes. mind that. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, it's people that I was partnering with for giveaways and I'm like, yo, I'll send you the money for it. Like and and we can just bless whoever wins. No, take the yes. I'll just yes. ship it to them, and I'm just like. And to me, it's just like it, it really puts a smile on my face, or it, it tugs at the heartstrings because it's just like, wow, when you really start to, you know, your passion, you know, you're gonna go as hard for Lizzie mm -hmm. May as Lizzie May can go. I'm gonna go as hard for kind of business as I can go. Mm -hmm. But to see other people in their like mind going and, and promoting their brand, but to mm -hmm. see other people wanting to collaborate and give your brand that same exposure, man, it just it does it speaks volumes for you. And right. then other people, parents, random strangers, social media, close friends, husband, children, everything of the sort to really see all of that and to really have all that around you. It can only but continue to lift you and propel you. And I hear it. I hear even you, like you said, being the introvert, I hear the passion. I hear the love. I see it. Like it's just like, you know, you don't you don't just paint those two. For some, just because you want to make money. No, you paint that because you love what you do, because I'm yes. sure that 
some time. Like I, I couldn't have did it. You know, I'm, I'm gonna say it for a tenth time. It's not <laughs> happening. I'm not artistic. It's really not happening. So to really just hear you say this, to walk us through, to think about everything, breaking both, not one, both of your legs. I've never even broken a bone in my body. We're gonna knock on wood for that. But <laughs> to, to 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 have to deal with that. And to still come out on the other side and to still, to still love, to still want to spread that love, to still want others to be in the mix just the same. Because life occurrences, things happen unexpectedly, expectedly. It can truly change your trajectory, your outlook, mm-hmm. how you even approach life, trauma, everything, PTSD, whatever you want to call it. So to really see you still in that mode, in that groove, but it, it's not even for you. You don't really care what really happens on the back end, what other people are saying. You care as long as I love this. The moment Drake said it best, the moment I stop having fun with it, I'll be done with it. You're, right. You've been having fun with it for so long that it's just like, wow, like nah, I don't see anything ever happening. But right. yeah, if you want to you want to throw some 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 money my way, you want to you want to fund this thing, oh, well, well, the more the merrier. I'm not going to say no. <laughs> I love it, right? Absolutely. So, but I love that a lot. So now I know we're going to have some some newcomers, some people tapping in for the first time, whether it be my side, your side, whether they just be finding out about both channels and really wanting to come in. So what do you say to people out there? And I won't even really say artists specifically, but I'll just say people who may just be lost along the journey, who may have dealt with something traumatic, maybe breaking a bone, maybe losing a parent, anything of the sort, and maybe just not know where to start, maybe not know how to continue motivation, maybe not wake up every day and truly just be in the in what they do or love what they do or people experiencing that home or people really you know looking on social media and, and and kind of being scared or frightened from it what do you really say to people right now who feel lost in a sense don't necessarily really have a direction um with everything that you do like i said it doesn't even really have to be artist specific you can talk you can be talking to nine to fivers entrepreneurs anybody like that what are some words for those people out there so i would say i have like three major things i think of in in life one is be like water and just flow. Just let it flow. Don't fight. Um, if you look at, think of wa- water going down the river, it doesn't stop at the rock. It finds a way to go around the rock. It flows and it goes and it just that energy, let it just flow naturally. Let it come out. If you have inhibitions and you have these walls up, find a zone or find a spot where you are comfortable, even if it's your own sketchbook or whatever it is, just start writing it down and letting it flow. And if you don't feel comfortable showing it, don't show it. You don't have to show it, but just start getting thoughts out and really, um, you know, allow yourself to just, just do it, do it on your own. Just allow yourself to just kind of flow on your own. The third one, I can't remember what I was just going to say. So (laughs) I forgot what I was going to say, but, but kind of, it's just really just, just letting it flow. And, um, a lot of it is not fighting yourself. Just don't, don't fight yourself. Oh, I know what the last one I was going to be. Plagiarism is the biggest form of flattery. I didn't come up with these. Obviously, they're pictures of people. And if you look at other things that you find inspiring, whether it's a picture you took on Instagram or a picture you saw somewhere or a piece of pizza and you just want to draw it, screw it. Just do it. Draw it and draw your own interpretation of it. Whatever it is, don't worry about what somebody else thinks. Because if you look at how many different times a shirt was recreated, it's still a freaking shirt. You still put it on, but it's a tank top. It's a kimono. It's a shirt. And it's just your interpretation of the shirt, your interpretation of the music, your interpretation of what you see, your interpretation of the picture. Whatever it is, it's basically you. We're all unique. We're, we don't look alike. We're all created, you know, uniquely, which in turn, we all, you know, um, everything that flows within us, every every little bit of our ideas are all unique. So just let that flow and you will figure out your lane. And nobody, you know, if they're judging you, it's because they're probably just jealous of you. They probably just wish they had your talent. So that that's it. Just let it flow. Just be like water and just go around the rock. Just let it flow. Be like water and just flow, man. I, I love that. And this is actually, it's crazy. This, I had two interviews today. So the episode before yours, I actually did today. Y'all both touched on water, specifically a river. So that that's a sign right there. That's, it's a sign. That's, that's, 
that's what I need you burnt fire <laughs> more so talking about you don't step in the same river twice mm-hmm. and I and that's wow but also for you a river is something that's always just ever flowing so like you said it it finds a way to get around those rocks yep. those sticks get under things get around things so I love that a lot and I can definitely tell in a lot of what you do and just a lot of your mindset that's been something that you adopted but it hasn't always been it's not always easy. You know, we all wake up, we're still human beings at the end of the day, especially when we're going through trials and tribulations yep. and just have things going on. We're dealing with life. You have a family, you work another job, you travel, you're getting registered and signing up and applying for other events and festivals and everything. It's a lot to do. You know, it's still pieces and things. The spray paint incident on the wood, you know, it's just everything <laughs> we're, we're dealing with and, and growing right. through and, and going through. So I love that a lot. So before we wrap things up, before we... Uh, before I, I get these, I, I, we wrap things up so that I can get these beautiful pieces out to these people so that they can see what I'm seeing or what I got to see firsthand. What are the best places to find you for everybody wanting to tap in, for everybody wanting to see more of the art itself, check out the website, see what you kind of have going on, follow the journey, even for those, because I even have a lot of Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, Austin crowd as well. So I know some people will be checking you out. So I'm calling y'all out on my H-Town folks. All my Texas folks, um, show show Lizzie may some love. Yes, please. please do. But yeah, what are, the best, what are the best places to reach you? Where can people find you? Where can everybody check out the art and continue to follow along the journey? For sure. So I've got two um, Instagram pages. I have one which is smoke underscore n underscore artist on Instagram. And that's more of a brand I'm trying to create because I love smoking cigars. I love doing cigar art. And then I have Chicana underscore art underscore twenty two seventeen. And that's primarily just artwork. It's, you know, my pieces that I do. You can follow me on both of those sites. And then I have a website, which is my 2217gallery.myshopify.com. And that's where you can ask for commissioned work. You can look at some of the pieces. You can purchase some of the pieces. But um, I would say that. And my husband really helps me take care of all of that stuff. Like he keeps all of that stuff in, in, you know, in line. Because as an artist, and I'm sure you know, things are so chaotic. You put down your paintbrush and you turn around to take a drink of water and you're dipping your paintbrush in your coffee or in your water. And then you're drinking. You're like, Oh my God, I don't even know what I just drank. Let's hope I don't die. (laughs) So (laughs) we're so, you know, as artists, we're, our mind is so chaotic that, um, you know, you don't know your right leg from your left leg. So really, I I really give props to my husband for helping me stay in line. But you can find me on any of those those uh, paths, or you know, DM me. Yeah, questions, whatever it is. I'm I'm as human as down to earth as they come. Um, I may not respond right away, or I may respond instantly. We're like, oh my god, was she sitting there waiting for this response? Yes, I was. I was waiting for you. So. <laughs> I love that. And no, I actually also have to give some kudos to your husband as well, because watching him just work so methodically at that show, even as we were talking about the podcast. But as we were talking, I can still tell he was listening, but he was moving things around, putting the cards here and everything like that. So to have that system, I definitely can tell this while y'all are telling me it's y'all first rodeo, it is like the first rodeo. Y'all made it look very easy. Thank you. Seamless. So love that but no nonetheless like i said i really got to give a big shout out to my boy jay coachman for really curating the vibes for really mm-hmm. allowing us to be able to connect big shout out to you for taking advantage of that opportunity coming out here and um wishing son a, a, a very speedy graduation so we can get y'all out here yeah. to tampa very soon <laughs> but no very excited for you know just to now be tapping in with the journey like i said i appreciate the the indirect call out but now i'm here we're tapped in 2217 and smoking artists they're not going anywhere but very excited to continue to follow along the journey to even see my followers come along this journey with you to even connect you with some artists and things like that that i have on my end just the same because i know they'll be tapping in and watching this so from the down to business side to the lizzie may side we're wishing you nothing but the best we're always here to support anything we can do we're definitely always really and willing to help and to everybody who continues to tap in from my network whether you're coming from lizzie's side or my side i appreciate you i love you this has been another episode of the down to business podcast here with tamar turner